gone in late to Carlisle. I'd signed after 10 games. I think we was bottom of the league and it was like, can you help us stay up? Fortunately enough, I picked up a couple of awards that year. Got released 12 hours later. No, you didn't. Yeah. No. My first year YTS was the Invincible wow. season. I tried to leave before my YTS because I knew it was just impossible. Talk about Thierry, please. Oh, mate, the best and the fastest thing you've ever seen. So powerful. They had a race one day and by the halfway line, Thierry turned, run backwards and just like breezed it off, mate. It was like, you've never seen pace like it in your life. We literally were like, Coach nightclub, coach <laughs> hotel, coach pool party. Pool party. We yeah. didn't see nothing. I just hit the wall. I think I literally walked away from it. I was like, I've got to go home. I've got to... I was done. Oh, Don't mate. lie. Be brutally honest. Yeah. yeah. My first day of training. You forgot your hands, mate. <laughs> Proper. I've obviously looked up to you and admired you for a long time, mate. I was like, I was disappointed. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I went straight to the canteen. I was like, yeah, you might take my spot, but you've got the worst podcast in the room. And this is cracked up laughing. <laughs> There's no better feeling than a personal win. And the State Farm Personal Price Plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with the personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Welcome to the Fozcast, everybody. I'm looking forward to this one today. We have got my Wrexham teammate, part of the Goalies Union, the Yours Mine Away podcast host, the legend that is, I call him Chomp, you might know him as Mark Howard. Welcome to the Fozcast, mate. Thanks for having me, guys. Thank it's, you. Mate, thank you for coming, nice guys. <laughs> you know what? Today's going to be like a super Sunday. We're doing this podcast this morning. We've got golf this afternoon. You stayed at my house last night. We had a few beers, didn't yeah, we? Sat lovely, outside mate. watching the telly. Did, it was belting, mate. Well, talk to us about last night then, gents. What happened? Oh, Fozzie's gaff is a joke. It's a joke. I stayed in uh, West Wing, was it? Yeah. Did you have the? Did you get the golf buggy to go from like one end of the house to the other? Yeah, it was a concierge that parked my car. Was yeah. a nice touch. Yeah. <laughs> I did enjoy that bit. Uh, we had a nice night, to be fair. He's got all shy. Like he don't like it. Yeah. Like um, yeah, we we got the got YouTube on, didn't we? Yeah, watched, watched a bit of golf. Watched a bit of golf um, content. It was lovely. Who mate, did you watch? Him. Who did we watch? A bit of four brothers. Four brothers. Um, oh, they're funny. Yeah, they're really good. Them against Seb it was good. It was, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, them four brothers are funny, man. Big, they're so yeah. funny. Lads, Big Bjorn smashing it. A mile Big Bjorn. Well. What's his name? I can't remember his name. He's the long drive champion. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Mate, he's playing with Gareth Bale. Bale had a stinker, by the stinker, way, didn't yeah. he? He just he was got all in miles mice. off it. Yeah, he was miles off it. Like, I've seen him play a few videos and he looks decent. Miles off he's it. He's proper. He's not he scratch. Well, I don't think he is. He said, uh, I heard him swing. say he's off about two and a half, 2.5. His swing is yeah, beautiful. It was, pretty, it was good. Bjorn was smashing it a mile. Four, yeah. He did a 400 yard carry yeah. on one hole. <laughs> a 400 yard carry. It's ridiculous. Right, come on, stop messing around. Let's uh, let's get into the podcast. Tomasi, give us a running order for today. Where are we going to start? Right, what I want to do firstly, Luke, if you can drop this clip in here of Fozzie absolutely annihilating his teammate, Mark. I think the words were about the Vegas trip. 
And Mark's, his dancing, his dancing Mark's in particular. Mark's dancing is vile. Oh, vile. Vile's a bad word for it. You vile, know? mate. Yeah. But it weren't just me, mate. I weren't the only one doing it, all you right? You and Owen O'Connell just spreading nasty rumours so, here. Worst dancer, and he will know what I mean when I say this, is Mark Howard, chomp. Mark <laughs> Howard, right? From the Yours, Mine Away podcast, Mark Howard. Yeah. Legend. Legend of a lad. Love him to bits. He is the most vile dancer... <laughs> Vile. What do you mean, vile? He is vile. You told me this before, and it's the look of like disdain, oh, and yeah. I'm like, explain. Oh, what do you mean, vile? So, so Mark's 35, 36, yep. and he would just do this horrible. I, don't, I can't even do it. I can't even do it. <laughs> so, Chomp, right? Chomp's obviously he's a goalie. He's a good lad. He wants to have a nice time. He, he likes to let his hair down, like well, like we do. But he loves just getting up on like a podium and stuff, like absolutely buzzes. <laughs> I don't off. Play, mate. I've, got, I've got no shame. No I've got shame, no mate. Shame. And it's the best way to be. I'm all over it, mate. Right? So he's he's he, he's proper prep for Vegas. Yeah, he's got like matching suits for the pool parties and stuff. I did see your cohorts. Yeah, yeah. his cohorts are like on point and stuff like that. But then we get going, mate, and you're good to go straight away, ain't you? Straight away, I just want to get on stage, mate. I don't <laughs> I literally don't care. And if I'm having a good time, I know that I'm embarrassing. So everyone else can just be, yeah. don't have to act cool anymore. There's They're like, to just worry enjoy about. it. Yeah. yeah. If worse comes to worse, just look at Chomp and go, look at the state that's, of this. That's how bad it could be. <laughs> I'll just have a good time. Uh, Vegas was wicked, wasn't it? Mate, what a trip. Literally, like everything that was organised. Yeah. I just want to go again, but do it differently. How? Oh, like to see yeah, a bit. I want to do some tourism yeah. stuff. We didn't see nothing. No, we didn't. Mate, did I've we? been five times and I've never done a single tourist thing. No sign, no canyon. Helicopters, nothing. none of that. Nothing. No gondola, no stratosphere, N- nothing. nothing. Yeah, is that, we literally were like coach nightclub, coach <laughs> hotel, coach pool party. Pool party. We yeah. didn't see nothing. It was mad, You saw it? everything you needed to see. Yeah, that's true. That is true. I kept saying to the lads, like, lads, Genuinely, this this isn't this isn't like real, you know. Yeah. This isn't real. Like I say, I've been I've, we've been like what four or five times, whatever. I've never seen this before. This is laid on like you've never ever been laid on before. It it was next level. Do you remember walking into like the first pool party and they and they shut the music off and they were literally playing like a Wrexham song and we're talking Vegas pool party, big pool party, wet republic. All the flags and that go in. All the signs are up. You're like, like this confetti is, and yeah, stuff. It's just <laughs> mental. They went above and beyond. But we're bowling a little bit embarrassed, almost, weren't we? A little bit embarrassed, like all right, you know, with Brexit, because everybody must have been going, who the heck are these? It's people? Real Madrid. Yeah. <laughs> who the heck Very are much. these people? Right. So you got some questions for Vegas? Well, haven't you? just yeah, we did it um, when we had a chat when you were at Soccer Aid. So I've just got four little questions I want to ask. Worst answer. Apart from yourself. Yeah, can I put myself in that? Yeah, <laughs> definitely me. Okay. I don't care. I love it. <laughs> I don't, best I don't care. To love it, man. Best gear. Oh, best gear. Oh, Who turned up at the ball party and you went, they've given that Yeah, Owen O'Connell. Owen O'Connell. Yeah. Owen looks a million, you he know. He always looks Big a million. Big guy, like beard, rugged. Yeah, yeah like, he does, yeah. doesn't he? He's like yeah. laid back, not really trying, but looks a million. He does, Then it? That's exactly what it is. Yeah. Yeah, sickening, isn't yeah, it? It's cool, horrible. isn't he? Like, he's like Irish. Just Irish, look, cool, he can drink he? like an animal. Yeah, he's he's like, even his hair. He's not even got a proper haircut. He's got nah. hair like a tennis ball. <laughs> I bet you he, he'll get out of the shower and just and he and he's just he'll dry himself that's and that's it. Done, Put yeah. some clothes on, you're good to go. Okay, worst gear. Oh, Ben Tozer. Facts. Yeah. yeah, straight away. Talk about his converse, please. <laughs> his two tone converse. <laughs> he's got this horror. Oh, they get rinsed in the dressing room, but they've got no tread on the bottom. He's, he's they've seen some years, and he loves them. 
He, he did just, pre-season running in them in our no, group chat. No, he did not. Come on. Do you not remember? In Converse. So he went abroad with his family and he, we have to do runs and that. And he was running in his Converse, mate. He was getting hammered in the group. He's, he's the worst gear I've ever seen in football. Oh, uh, he is. He's a bit... He, 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 wow. In football. He either dresses like the oldest man I've ever seen with a pair of Converse or as a referee. Yeah, stiff, isn't it? He Double wears his Adidas striped tracksuits all the time. He's a ref, mate. <laughs> like a ref. <laughs> that's it. Do you know what? I've never thought about that, but if somebody called you a ref, yeah, that's it's not a good look, that, is it? That's pretty... That, yeah, you've gone for him there. Are you, that, is, that is savage. I'll back that up, mate. <laughs> right, okay. Funniest on tour? Rory Watson, another Rory goalie. Rory Watson, mate, he was yeah. on top form. MVP. Yeah. MVP. Even Barney just have a great Barney, time I together. love Barney, mate. I love Barney. Barney is so calm. And yeah. he's like 20, what is he, 21? Yeah. Young, just calm as you like, but just what lovely. What a player as well. Yeah. What a lovely player. Mate, he's got rollerblades on. He, yeah. cut, he plays football with rollerblades on. He just glides down that way. Yeah. He goes on a little journey, don't he? Crazy, a little marauding run all over the place. Yeah, too cool them too. Yeah, they are. A final one, best boozer. The Irish boys, hands down. <laughs> I've got to mention all three of them, really. Yeah. Uh, Tom, uh, Tom, Tom, uh, Tom Fordy. O'Connor, Fordy, Owen O'Connell. Just there for a good time, aren't they? I reckon we give it a good slap, mate. I reckon we yeah. I, I got a bit of grief for having one night off, but can we talk about your one night off? Yeah. So, go on, you, you tell the story. To be fair, I'd gone hard, like, every day. The first three days, I was like, yeah, I hadn't missed a drop of it. And then... Uh, the In last... fairness, you were the first one up every morning every as well. Morning, yeah. So he I'm was old. first one at the cabanas, like, good to go. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Wait, knocking on the door for them to open. Yeah. But literally, like, we'd get down to the cabanas and I was like, where's the beers? Like, I was the first one going, now we need to get some crates of beers here. Yeah. And to be fair to the guy that organised it, it was unbelievable. It was like, whatever you want. I was like, tomorrow, by 10 o'clock, we need, like, 20 beers in here because like we'll get yeah, lads are going to be on yeah breakfast sarnies talk about the breakfast sarnies oh, it was a joke but see like we tried to the first day just meet up and it didn't work no. and knowing me what I'm like I was like right this isn't right tomorrow right, can we get sandwiches can we get fruit platters can yeah. we get beers and that and it straight away it was there the next day I was like yes but how quickly sorry you're gonna, I know you're going to tell us Vegas is so expensive by the way right so it expensive got- so the, that first morning you were saying there there's no breakfast laid on or anything. So we were like, where are we going to get Bracco from? And there was this one like, like the, you remember the hut where yeah, you could go and get the food? You could get like a breakfast sandwich and like we'd buy, like, so basically I remember buying a breakfast sandwich, which was like, it was a bad boy. It was like bacon, so, so whatever you want in there, eggs and that. And then you get fries with it as well. And I bought two beers, right? And it was $45. $45 for a breakfast sandwich and two beers. And I'm thinking, come on, this is just. I thought you were going to say more. No, that, you know, I was like, that's ridiculous. Come on. You t- with the exchange rate now, yeah. that's not far off 40 quid, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's naughty, yeah. that it is. Was naughty. Naughty. And then we was like, oh, I'll sort this out. So I spoke to a guy who was like, yeah, we just want this box stuff. And it was it done, oh, weren't done. it? Done. It was like class. That. It was done. Yeah, well, but potato tots as well for breakfast. World they weren't class. chips, it was potato tots. Potato you just tots. got this massive yeah. crate of them. Lads yeah. are just chucking at each other by the end of it. <laughs> We were in the middle of a story there somewhere. Yes, he was. Um, yeah. So the night that you missed, anyway. Oh, so <laughs> right, there we go. We got back from Tao Beach Club, and to be fair, me and uh, Ben Toza were roommates, and you and Billy were roommates, yeah. and we just were literally was like, let's just kick on. Let's just have a right go for it. So it was like, don't sleep. Lads were getting their head down for a few hours before we headed back. That out. seven to nine time was a oh, dangerous time, weren't in it? In a pickle, man. Yeah, it's a dangerous time. If you if you do put your head down and go sleep, <laughs> you could be lost. <laughs> you could be lost for 12 hours. Lost to Vegas. Yes. So like, we went to my room. We got checked. Me and Toes got changed. Went straight back to your room, got changed. We started singing songs in your room. In I've your, got a video yeah. of that. So. <laughs> <laughs> do you remember that? Yeah. You and Billy doing a little rap. We've back in your room, got changed, went straight back down to the bar. So us four having a great little time at yeah. the bar in the hotel and then uh from espresso there, martinis yeah espresso. We, i think it was dealer's choice 
So what, whoever was buying the round bought the drink. Yeah. So it was like gin and tonics. It was then like we had espresso tequilas martinis. Well. Some, some tequilas. bought tequilas. Dangerous. Literally, as soon as Billy got on the stage to start singing, I was like, I need, I'm off for a piss here. And I'd gone. I just hit the wall. I think I literally walked away from it. I was like, I've got to go home. Okay. I, I was done. <laughs> and then I remember waking up at half three in the morning and Ben Tozer's walking in in an absolute state. And I'm like carrying him back down to the coach going, we're leaving now. We've got to go, mate. Yeah, it was. It was. Oh, that was the last night. That, that was, was the last, last night. night. We, we were the flight. We had to leave at like the hotel at four in the morning. No. Um, so we were like you say when when Chomp disappeared, we were literally um, about to go for dinner. Like there was only us four that down jazz there. Club. We were about to go for. It was lovely as well. It was such a nice night and all. Right, come on. Let's talk about some actual football stuff. Yeah, come on. Let's go for it. Right. Yeah. So what, what about when you signed for Wrexham? I just want to talk about that really because um, at the time you were at Carlisle and um, how did it? transpire how yeah. did it all play out oh it was a weird one really gone in late to Carlisle I'd signed after 10 games I think it was bottom of the league and it was like can you help us stay up and it was like literally mission to survive and we did that comfortably in the end and fortunately enough I picked up a couple of awards that year uh, players playing like fans oh, playing stuff on. like that only, only the six of them Oh, well done. Got, got released 12 hours later. No, you didn't. Yeah, not. well, it wasn't my age. They wasn't allowed to say that. So you just got player of the year and then they released you? Yeah, it was. the manager said it was the, the club wants to go in a different direction. You just I, won player of the year? Yeah, literally. Ugh, it, that's football, though. That's literally our cutthroat. People don't realise. And you didn't my see this God. coming? To be honest, I predicted it. I, I was having this chat with my wife saying, like, I don't know if I'll be staying here, you know. The lads were all like, nah, you, you're having us off. And that was like, no, nah, honestly, like... That was anyway. That's another story. That's but ridiculous. So like, I've never heard that. I've never heard getting player of the year and then getting released, mate. No, no. That's not, mate. Honestly, see, like League One, League Two football. This is normal, especially as you get to over thirties. We can talk about like, but like it's one year deals, and you kind of get used to it. Mate, I could build a team of thirty year olds. We've had this conversation. Yeah, we, have, we, yeah. we genuinely have had this conversation, right? I reckon you could build a team of thirty plus players, yeah, who are just good lads who might be a player of the year last year here, whatever. I honestly think you could look at everybody's last season, every team, and go, who was player of the year? Yeah, that player of the year. Especially the players' player of the year. Player, Especially yeah. the players' player of the year. If you can find out who the players' player of the year is, I'll sign that player. Just sign them all. I'll sign the players' yeah. player what of the year. What a team you'd put yeah. together. Do you know why, though? Because players' player is not just the best player. It is somebody who obviously has had a good season, but also just a real good, solid leader, professional, everything. Mm -hmm. And if you signed enough of them, seriously, you'd kill it, wouldn't oh, you? Oh, you'd run the dressing room exactly. as well. What a dressing room that would be. Oh, that would be incredible. Yeah. So then, yeah, obviously... The summer, not having a club and that, I'd spoke to loads of clubs and stuff, but then I spoke to the manager, I'd worked for the manager, Phil, before, and what you know what he's like. Yeah, he's fantastic, class, isn't he? he? Yeah. Just dead honest, uh, just told me exactly what he expects from me if I was coming in, and it got done straight away. Gaff was class. So uh, how does that work when he's signing? Does he tell you that you're going to be number one? Uh, no, so at that stage, it was Rob was injured, Lainton, uh, and it was Mark, Rob's injured, come in, I know what you're like, steady the ship yeah. and just do what you do in a dressing room and play and then it's up to you to keep your place and fortunate enough like Rob was out for a bit injured and I played the majority Lions share of like last year's games Lions shares 30 what did you play 35 33 and a half in the league 39 total Yeah, and then you came in and took all my glory it, mate? it was right I did I, felt, I genuinely felt a bit bad for this like, so just, just frame this then so when you came out of retirement Ben yeah. you've signed for Wrexham yeah Spoke to the gaffer, mm -hmm. spoke to Ryan and Rob. Then what happens with Mark? Because some people might like. How's that dynamic work? A football mean? fan like yeah. me might, might think, 
goalies they, they, they'll be aggy with each other or no they you do get some like you you'll have seen it yourself you do get some goalies that when you go in they are a bit sort of like just awkward with it it's a bit bitter like that yeah. feeling you get that tenseness off yeah. them, don't you? well it's kind of like the, you've got to imagine it from like the other goalies perspective it's almost like they they're not deemed good enough yeah. do you know what i mean so there's something about them whatever it is that they think they're not the manager doesn't fancy me or something there. That's why they brought another goalie in. But only one um, of you can play, so like you all know the script. It's yeah. like it's doggy, easy. For, doggy, I, think, I it? think it's easier for us to say because we're older. Yeah, like true. say if when you're when you are late thirties or whatever, you understand it for what it is. He, and, Go on, sorry. I was going to say, even your first day, I've like walked around. I was like, where is he? I know where he is. I went straight to a canteen. I was like. Yeah, you might take my spot, but you've got the worst podcast in the room. And he's just cracked up laughing. <laughs> Is that what you're opening live was? I yeah. love that. It was, it I was love gold, that. Though, but I like, obviously, I knew I'd found out about Trump anyway. One of the first things you do is when you're signing for a new team is you just look at the goalies. Like, cause I, no, no disrespect to any of the Wrexham players or anything like that, but I didn't know who was playing for Wrexham. You, I might have heard of Paul Mullin, but that was about it. So straight away I get on the website and I'm looking at the goalies and do. then I'm finding out about where you've been before, what clubs you've played for, who you might have played with. Have we got any mutual friends? Do you know what I mean? Friend. Yeah, yeah. It's no, you are too. You're just looking for that, like, oh, I can speak about that and I exactly. can do that. Like, oh, this will be easier. But obviously, I knew you had a podcast anyway, and everybody said you were a good lad anyway. So I thought, oh, sweet, we're cooking it. Lots. And it was nice, though, weren't it, mate? It was like, if you, tell, just tell everybody about that first day of training, mate. Oh, Don't mate. lie, be brutally honest, yeah. yeah? My first day of training. You forgot your hands, mate. <laughs> Proper. Honestly. You leave your hands at home, probably. <laughs> I've obviously looked up to you and admired you for a long time, mate. I was like, I was disappointed. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I was like, yeah, he's been a long time. How long have you been retired for? To be fair, you didn't catch a thing in the volleys nothing, or nothing. Mate. You was like proper. Even like two touch, right? We were doing two touch and I couldn't move my feet. I couldn't keep anything up. I was thinking, this is, I'm fucked here. Like, they've got to be watching me going, nah, you can't play him. You surely can't play and him. And I pride myself on my service. And then he was returning a favour serving at me and I was diving all over the shop. It makes me straight, straight volleys down your throat. I was like... God, it's gonna be. It's gonna take longer than he thinks. I thought I even said to you. I said, mate, I, I pride myself on my service yeah, as well. Did. And I, mate, I was banana footing it absolutely. <laughs> Ollie, I remember Ollie said when we had a chat with Ollie. He said he kind of um, the ball was laid back and you shanked it straight <gasps> shanked out. It out. And that, Ollie was like, oh my god, that small sided game. Who the fuck's this guy? He literally, like the first, I think straight away, you got a back pass and you took a touch of your right foot and you went to like zip it into something, come off your toe and just went <laughs> duck, like straight left. Disgusting. Man, it was it? horrible, mate. Then after that, you like found your way back in there. It's, Mate, like, it's nervous. It's good you know, to go. Honestly, though. being a goalie's nervous. I don't care who you are, what you've done, being a goalkeeper's friggin' nervous. Is it, is it different when you know like, like when you say about another goalie coming into a club, only one can play. I guess it's different if you're like a a defender and you play like three at the back or something like that with wing backs. Like if someone comes in, you probably don't think as much about it. Would that be fair to say? It's also your your opportunities to get in the team are so much more limited as a goalkeeper because you're just waiting for that one. Yeah. Like, if you're a centre-half on the bench, like, you're going, oh, there's one of three I could come on for. I might actually get on today and then if I do well in that 15, 20 minutes, I've got a chance of starting next week. Where goalies, we're just sat there, yeah, like, sat there. drinking tea and coffee and yeah. on the bench going, this season I think I've come off the bench once yeah. and I've, I haven't come off the pitch. So, like, that's one opportunity for a goalie all season. In a season, in one season. In 55 games. But, mate, there's goalies that have done that for 10 years and might have actually come off the bench once or twice. Genuinely. You've got to just sit there and you've got to keep your stuff together. You've got to be a cheerleader. It's like a different role, isn't it? 
but this year, even like when you came in, I quite enjoyed the fact that like I'd have to make sure you were ready for games. Yeah, I've never yeah. thought about it before about making sure that someone Somebody else is ready. Because yeah. normally a goalie coach does it, and we've got Aiden who's class, yeah. but service at times, <laughs> and he pulls his calf every time he kicks the ball. So then I was doing all your service and that, weren't I? Yeah. And I was like, to be fair, I've actually enjoyed like seeing the game differently. Yeah. It's probably going to help me long term anyway. It's coming off the bench and having to go and play one of the nerviest things you can do as a goalie. Mate, I did it this season. I've never been so nervous in my life. I came really? on proper jelly legged. Like the first five, ten minutes, I was like, please don't let me have a goal kick because <laughs> I've got nothing in me. I had no power. I was like spaghetti legs. Well, you ain't even caught a ball. You ain't no, done nothing. no warm up or anything. They don't realise that like that half time at 15, 15 minutes, normally you just have a little jog and yeah, that. Like yeah, yeah. you walk around. I normally just eat a packet of wine gums. <laughs> <laughs> and then so to come on, I was like, Phew, that was horrible. But to be fair, it is what it is. You get, once you get your first kick or your first save, you're like, Oh, no, I do here know what I'm doing. Yeah, yeah, here we go. Um, so what was it like when you first signed for Wrexham then and you sort of go into that changing room and you see the camera and you're thinking, what on earth is going on here? Mate, you're so used to just having informal chats with lads and then when someone sticks that camera and that, that microphone Wait, above the your microphones head, are in the changing rooms, by the yeah. way. Yeah. Like hanging from the ceiling. Right, and then what people don't see is you have a really good conversation and then the camera crew will walk through the door and say, what are you two talking about? You're like, oh, about signing. And then they'd go, can you just say it again? And you're like, oh my God, like, where'd you start again? Yeah. And some of the conversations are false yeah. because you're replaying them. Yeah. I remember I had one with Owen O'Connell and it's like, oh, what what did you say about golf then? He's like, can you reset? it? And he's like, yeah, we can try it, but to be fair, the lads are class, aren't they? We yeah. all just get on with it now. I think, uh, to be fair to the team that are with Disney and the film crew, it's so good now yeah, because they're proper part yeah. of it and we <laughs> wanted to celebrate with them when we got promoted yeah. as much as anyone. Yeah, it's true. They are. They're class. They are. It's mad to say, but it's, considering it's such a massive camera, you don't really notice it, nah. do you? And you get used to them because they're in your dressing room at half time. Yeah. So when they're there on a training day, you don't even notice them on a training day. In a match day, you just block them out anyway. Mate, isn't it mad when you see like the owners there as well, like Rob and Ryan, and they're just, mate, they ain't no thing. They ain't trying to. They ain't trying to cause like a fuss. They don't want to draw attention to themselves. They just blend in. And they're not there to stitch you up at all. No either. chance. They're just there to just film what they can yeah. and use the good bits. And we all know that now, and that's what's brilliant about them. Uh, like, right, the content will just get better and better, won't it? Because oh, of that. Without that, well, we were when we were in Vegas. Rob was talking about it, wasn't he? He was talking about the next season of Welcome to Wrexham, which is obviously would have been last season's like you know top finish, finishing first. But he was saying like, lads, honestly, you just wait. He says this is the the best. This will be the best football documentary ever done. I promise we, you. We've had so many like Hollywood moments throughout this season yeah. from like the cup runs and stuff and. Sheffield United scoring in the last minute yeah. to take it to a replay and then obviously the promotion your save against Notts yeah, County yeah. like they're all Hollywood moments along the way yeah. so like the programme must write itself it must be the easiest thing in the world to just go yeah put that bit there there we, there we can go can you imagine if they finished 10th if Wrexham finished 10th like there wouldn't be another season no, of God, it no, would you? No. I've got to ask you like there's two things the um, episode where episode the game that you got promoted how were your feelings around that because I like saw you and you were just all of you, you were By you them. rugby tackled him after yeah. the game. Wood. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. How, how was that day for you? Yeah. Obviously, the last five minutes of that game was proper nerve wracking yeah. for everybody on the pitch because we were so close. You knew that that like, it was done, 
And then uh, I was on the bench with uh, Jordan Davis and uh, 4D, and they were back going to me, Mark, if the final whistle goes, you, you're wearing your shirt or you're just keeping your tracksuit on? <laughs> I went, my shirt is on already. I'm taking my jumper off and it's getting lobbed. And they were like, so pleased you said you're that. Sure I didn't want to be, Didn't want to be that full kit guy. I was like, I'm <laughs> being that full kit guy. If that's the chat on the sideline. Honestly, line, on the bench, that's all you're worried about. You're like... And I was going, in the pictures, I want people to know that like, I've had a shirt on. Yeah, yeah. Damn right as well, then, mate. But so some lads, that after the game, I remember like a few of them were like, no, nah, I'm not putting my kit on. I was like, you better get your kit on. Because in the photos, you'll regret that for the rest of your life. Oh, you will as well, yeah. And like, that's what's, what's going on while you lot are still kicking a ball about. We're going, get your kit on. Go and get ready. Go and get ready. Go and get changed. Yeah, Do shin pads go on? No. I can't <laughs> put that. That's embarrassing. Tape that. as well. Oh. Shin pad and tape on. <laughs> Taping my fingers up. <laughs> <laughs> Might take some pens off. <laughs> <laughs> Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, it's like sub me on, sub me on, Gaff. No, yeah, how, how good was that crowd that, when they all rushed on though? Th- that is the best feeling. That's what we're all. I've only had two of them yeah, in my yeah, whole yeah. career. In a 19-year professional career, that's only the second time I've had a promotion. There is no better feeling. There ain't, is there, there? Like you have so many lows in football, you have to make the most of these things. Yeah. When the fans all got on and that, it's the best feeling. And the atmosphere is so good. There's no like, there's no hint of trouble or like drama. Everybody just wants to grab hold of you, don't yeah. they? And it's wild, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. I remember like we all the goalkeepers kind of had an embrace at the tunnel and with AD and Rory, we all just like grabbed each other. And it, like all I kept thinking is, I want to go and get my kids and be part, like that, let them feel this because they might never experience it in their life again. I was yeah. like, if anyone I want to share it with, it's like, oh, I want my kids to feel a little bit of this. And How like, old are the kids? Seven and nine. So yeah, like good it's age. proper good age to like get them involved and they loved every minute of it. They were more concerned that they'd get to meet Deadpool, I'll be honest. Obviously, yeah. yeah. Was, they did that, though, didn't they? Yeah, they did. It was yeah. nice, wasn't it? It was nice. I want to do a bit of like geeky goalie talk, all right? So what are you, 36 years old now? 36. You've been playing professional football, uh, football for the best part of what, 20 years now? Yeah, 19 years professional. <clears throat> what is it that gives you that longevity but makes you be a professional footballer for 20 years what is it that you found is most beneficial for you there's a, a massive number of things uh, my career i spent early on chasing games chasing to to go and play to try, trying to establish yeah. myself yeah. as a professional footballer and then i think once i had the children i felt like my mindset just changed and football became work and my home life just made me so much more settled yeah, and yeah. i played better football uh, but How yeah. old was you when you when you had the kids? Uh, my maths ain't great. 29? 26, yeah, 27. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. About same, to me, same as me then. So yeah, then like, yeah. obviously that happening just made me enjoy football more and made me go into training going, yes, I absolutely love this environment again. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I probably went through a dip spell before that where I was like, I don't really know if this is like, I'm going to last the course. Yeah. And then... Man, I proper love the dressing room. I'm a proper goalie geek. I yeah. love that environment of us lot being together and taking the mick out of each other. And I'm dry and sarcastic at the best times. Yes, like, you're horrible, mate. mate. You're horrible is what you're you are. One of the first days at college, <laughs> remember, you told me the the golf story about Lowry, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> so we're, like, we're, we're in the car and I was like, oh, mate, I played in this uh, pro-am in Abu Dhabi in the, in the, like, whatever it was. I said, oh, I played with Shane Lowry as well. I was telling the story. And then... He overheard me saying it again to somebody else, and he was like, "All right, I'll clock that." And then I must have forgotten I told him the story about Shane Lowry. <laughs> right. So this day, I was diving around catching names. I did double the amount of dives and fuzzy. So the whole session, I'm just running around, just diving, going, oh, "Lowry again? Is it? Are you dropped that one?" <laughs> you just looked at me and went, "You're a proper silly dick." You I, didn't know, like, I don't know what he's fully about yet. Do you know what yeah. I mean? I know he's a good lad, but I don't know he's a dickhead. Like, so he, he literally 
quickly did that. I said I said something about Lowry, and he quickly just dived on the floor. And he went, "Oh, there you go, Fozzie. I've got Lowry again." Yeah, oh, yeah. Told that story, have we? Yeah, told me about Lowry. Um, but yeah, I agree with you, Matt. I think I I feel exactly the same as when I had the kids, it kind of shifted my focus from me identifying as a footballer to going, nah, mate, I'm a dad now. I'm like, you know what I mean? I've got this. That's the most important thing in my life. So then the football, I was like, it's not, I wouldn't say I just didn't, I did. I just didn't care as yeah, much. Yeah, 100%. I didn't care as but much. Like, I'm, I've made hundreds of mistakes in my career. And then I always think on the pitch at that moment, what do my kids think? Yeah. Do they still call me dad? Yeah. And then straight away, I can just kibosh it and just get on with the next thing. I think that's... Throughout the the latter stages of my career, I've been unbelievable at just going, yeah, made a mistake, oh well, just my kids call me dad. And that's my go-to thing. Yeah, you know, other nice, people huh? have a superstition where they'll touch the bar or the post or do certain things with their gloves. I'm like, no, oh, just get on with it. Be, uh, being completely honest about being a goalkeeper, right? I think a lot of people will see players playing, you know, on telly and stuff and they just think, oh, they're infallible. They don't think about stuff. They don't get nervous. Goalies get nervous, don't they? Hundred percent. Yeah, we're, we're liars if we don't, and that's why goalies have superstitions because yeah. we try and distract from that nerves by yeah. saying it's a habit of putting on our gloves, left hand, right hand, or doing our shoelaces up. But we're trying to create something that's not there yeah. to stop us thinking about football because <laughs> we play goalkeeper, we don't play football, so yeah. we're like we're a total different sport. We are, aren't we? Yeah, hundred percent. So we do distraction things or do weird ticks. Like, i definitely got a bit of verbal Tourette's. And you've that's... definitely got, he's got OCD, yeah. he's got all sorts of things. How, how does that you. kind of manifest? Master, manifest itself. Yeah, but like, so I, I can't help but if I see something that I think needs, someone should say it and I, <laughs> like, that's how my humour works anyway. So I'll just shout stupid shit all the time and I'm like, oh, that was a bit awkward. Maybe we shouldn't have said that one but I can't help it. That's just how my nervous energy probably comes out. Right, okay. And like, yeah, some, of, your stuff, foot some in your of it's mouth. gold and some of it's terrible. Talk to me about strapping your fingers because you spend a good portion of time before training strapping your fingers, you do. Yeah, so I've had my <laughs> fingers kicked off a few times. I still wear spines and that and like you find that mental. Mental. But like, but what, I, let's explain what spines are. The, the bones that used to go in your gloves. You know, everyone used to like added us finger saves because yep. like Van der Sar and yeah. Shea Given wore them. I, never, I couldn't shake that habit because they were two of my idols. I was like, they did it. Like, it's decent. And then uh, throughout my career, I tried to get away from it. And then every time I got away from it, someone would kick my fingers off and I'd like snap the ligaments down my fingers. And, yeah, yeah. But like... Should have held fair, it first time then, mate. Yeah, it's yeah. true, mate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, how'd you do that? Uh, and then literally, yeah, so I take my fingers now. Like I literally take nearly all of them. Mate, like, you, religiously, he's, yeah. he's doing it in training before the training. Yeah, but my fingers there. are nice, mate. Like, <laughs> they I are, are bad fingers the then, to be fair, mate. They are bad you fingers. You worked with Eddie Nesvetsky, yeah? No, I haven't, no. Oh, mate. Oh, he could have played the piano without moving his hands. Monster munch hands. Like, oh, it was all over the gaff. And like, I was used to, he was one of my reserve team coaches back in the day. I was like, I don't want them fingers, mate. No, mate. I've, I, like, I've got. To, I just wanted to say this for the like the young goalies out there. Anybody young listening, goalies get nervous. Yeah, it's absolutely normal. It will happen to you, and you will second guess yourself, and you will shit yourself as well. And it will come, and you'll make a mistake, and you think, "Oh my god, keep the ball away from me, please, keep the ball away from me." That is one of the overriding things I think I've learned to get over better. Is when you do make a mistake, is go, "No, I ain't going to hide from it. It is what it is. No, You've got to just go after the next back one." Back to as well. basics. You, yeah. The next thing you do, do it to the best of your ability. Yeah. Very basic yeah, as well. Yeah, if it's a goal kick, don't play out from the back. Just kick it. Yeah. Like if it's a, a cross, make sure you come, get there nice and 
early, go high as Damn you can. Damn right as well. And like, or if it's a save, just go safe. If you need to parry one just to get your confidence back and get back into the game, and no do thing. it. And no thing, mate. No one's going to criticise you for going, that was a bit safe. Oh, do you know what? Quickly, we did um, did Soccer Aid a couple of weeks ago, right? Sorry, I'm not name dropping again, I promise you. Um, David James, obviously. That's <laughs> littered. Your Hoover must be unbelievable. <laughs> Uh, David James um, Jamie's up in them by the way you, you give me a Jamie. bit of banter here Jamie. Ben's like right hand guy he's my boy as well he looks after me he's the one who gives me a clap if I do a good shot in golf yeah, yeah you'll see Jay they'll be doing it today a few times sorry Ben I interrupted um, yeah David James for the, for the England team Poor mate, he's still a specimen. Seriously, I swear on my life, he could still play football. I promise you, he could play, still play football. Mate, that clip of him running without his kit on back in the day, oh, shredded! Oh my absolutely god, absolutely shredded. He put us all to shame. All he still to shame. does, mate. He could, bad name for goalies, that is. Yeah, we don't look like that. None of us look like that. He was the first one that changed the way goalies physically yeah. looked, didn't it? Like, really? Yeah, I, like some of the things people tell me about him because I he, he was in the England team when I first got into the England team, and I remember he used to scare the life out of me. But to be honest with you, like the last week that we had in, in soccer he was brilliant mate honestly he just loves talking he's a bit like you actually just loves talking loves it like Talk we'll waffle about anything about anything Like, but he's still an absolute specimen I don't know why I got onto that topic by the way just quickly when you're saying about uh, goalkeepers and making mistakes and um, it's resilience isn't it that kind of bounce back kind of have you had a figure in your career that you've gone they're my, they're my go-to person that I might need a little G up or I might need a little bit of advice have you had that person or a number of people you do have your own support network like dad's and brothers and the misses, obviously. But I always go back to, as daft as it is, when I was in the youth team, Jens was the goalkeeper at Arsenal. And like he had this mindset that he would come for every cross. And if he dropped two of them, he would still go, well, those eight crosses, I've prevented eight possible goals and I've started four counter-attacks. And his mindset was the other way of thinking. It was like, mistakes don't actually matter. I'm turning those yeah, yeah, eight yeah. positive things into something that's more. And Arsenal used to score loads of goals in a counter-attack from playing out because he'd come for so many crosses. Mate, he had a launch on him as well. So it is, it is, he could throw it an absolute mile. He would like just go, I don't care about mistakes. So, yeah, I'll write off a couple of them. Like If I make mistakes, let in goals. I didn't care. Like I was doing positive things for the team and trying to affect the game in a positive manner instead of worrying about the negatives and I think that that mindset was just incredible to learn from such a young age I, I used to love Jens Lehmann by the way he was one of my favourite goalies as a kid um, and it was exactly that is I remember watching him on telly and somebody had a long throw right and he was stood on the corner of his six yard box the corner right the, like it's, it's, it's unheard of nobody has done that before and will ever do it again probably no. and he was stood on the corner of his six yard box he knew that exactly where the ball was going to come and he just stood there and he went yeah go on then and they put it right on top of him and he took it happily and just like you say got him on the car and I was thinking that's next level Mate, that's it, so brave isn't it but see like he, I had the weirdest dynamic because Almunia and him didn't talk at yeah, all yeah they didn't did so they like know. if I talked to one one in the morning the other one wouldn't talk to me for the rest of the day it was weird mate. what yeah. serious yeah like they were that intense with each other but going back to Jens mate he used to practice making his hands look big so he'd walk around like holding his hands wide so like what do you mean walk around so like he'd walk around like the training ground like spreading his hands and he'd wear gloves too big for him nah, so this that his hands thing. this ain't a thing like, this is like proper mentality it was like I want people to know my hands are massive and he would walk, walk around, around mate, spreading mate, them. Honestly, every time I looked at him, his hands were like spread, mate. Then that, that weren't natural. It was like I'm working on that to make me. Maybe hands that's feel because bigger. he followed David Seaman, who has got the biggest, the hands, biggest hands on the, the planet. 
Yeah, it's David Seaman, the nicest man you've ever met in your life. The, by the way. mate, what about his laugh? Oh, he's it's just, just lovely, infectious, isn't it? Mate, he's the boy. Honestly, yeah. he was a he was a goalie coach at Socrates. Sorry for putting Socrates. Yeah. Um, he is the man, mate. I love him. So I would just sit next to him all day, every day, mate. And he's like my dad, and I'm like, yeah, thanks, mate. Like, you know, he's just the boy. <laughs> you still look up to him as well. Oh, massively, Even now, and massively. He's just so nice, so friendly. He just gives goalies a great name. I know. He? Yeah, he is. He's world class. I love him. Arsenal. So um, you're in the youth system at Arsenal. You didn't play for the first team. However, you were on the bench in the 2005 Community Shield game. So I was I'm doing a bit of research earlier on. Looked down. So Chelsea won 2-1. Drogba 2. Fabregas. Oh. You're on the bench. Who else was on the bench with Mark Howard on that day? Oh, look, on Foz, you have a guess at these names. I can't help you. Emmanuel right. Petit. Gilberto Silva. Oh, I love Gilberto. Pascal Seagam. Yeah, Justin nice. Hoyt. Yeah. Alexander Kleb. Yeah. Jose Antonio Reyes. Shut up. Robin Van Persie. On the bench. Do you want to, do you want to hear the starting 11? Yeah, Why on. am I on that bench? Mate, that is... <laughs> you're telling me you've got that like team sheet in a frame at home oh, or something. Oh, mate, it's up. I speak about it every day. I tell them this. It's like, look, kids, look at that. That's me, that. That's daddy. <laughs> Lehman, Lauren, Torre, Senderos, Cole, Youngberg, Fabregas, Flamini, Perez, Bergkamp, Thierry. Oh, talk about Thierry, please. Oh, mate, the best and the fastest thing you've ever seen. So powerful. There was one day, right, this is one of my favourite ever Thierry stories. He was the nicest guy in the world, by the way. He would look after every youth team player. Like, they were like his kids. Oh. Like He was obviously the front cover of like Pro Evo. He'd come in that day, like 30 Pro Evos, just chucked on the dressing room <laughs> floor. And PSPs, he'd be like, here you go, lads. Oh, I remember PSPs. They were, they were like, class, it, right, mate, it was a joke. Yeah. Anything like that, you'd like, we watched Lo- Lost, the box set, yeah. a year before it came out because he was like <laughs> sure. best mates with like, the producer. It was a joke, well. mate. So like, he looked after everyone. But yeah, one day in training, we had some fast lads, Justin Hoyt, Gal Clichy, uh, Quincy Owusu Abe. Yeah. yeah. Rapid lads. And like, oh, Thierry was obviously the fastest by a mile. And uh, I'm sure that like they had a race one day and by the halfway line, Thierry turned, run backwards and just like breezed it off, mate. It was like you've never seen pace like it in your life. Just glides, don't know. Just so powerful. Effortless. Yeah. He just used to like run across that hybrid pitch and like he was just a joke. Do you remember he was the he was like the real first one to wear the like Nike Mercurial like Real skinny, thin, sort of like yeah, the old va- the vapor, yeah, like the, type, a sprinter yeah. kind of like almost sprinter shoes, weren't they? But football boots. Yeah, mate, he had everything. He was a joke, and he was the nicest human being. He'd go out of his way to make sure that like he'd said hello to you. Oh, we loved him. Ben, do you want to tell Mark the story about when you made him a cup of coffee? Yeah, yeah, we did a we did a like a an Amazon thing with him where I was just like interviewing, talking to him and stuff. And um, I don't really get nervous at anything really anymore, kind of thing. Nothing really. I'm it's fine. I I was shitting myself. <laughs> How shitting myself was I? Terry, on me, mate. It's a joke. Yeah, man. And so I, good looking and, as well. And, and, oh, he's incredible. Physical specimen. Smells, smells good. <sighs> he looks like he's about thirty still, yeah, right? He, does, he yeah. is phenomenal, right? And um, we we did this thing in this house where I have to make him a cup of coffee and then we go and sit outside. Um, and I was like, um, well, how do I make a cup of coffee? Like, my hands weren't working. <laughs> he, put, he put the coffee granules in the, in the uh, French press. <laughs> then he was going, where's the milk? Where's the milk? And Thierry goes, it's there, Ben. And you go, where's the milk? And, and I'm like, it's right in front of you, Ben. <laughs> and I'm sweating and panicking. Going, Fucking hell. Mate, I was shitting myself. But do you know what? Once we got outside and we were chatting, like, oh, he's a million. Yeah, mate. Just... Um, we did, sorry, quickly, we did, a, um, we did a podcast a few months ago, right, where we chose our top 10 Premier League strikers of all time, right? And Thierry, obviously, number one, because he's a legend. Everybody agreed on that. We did a podcast yesterday, right, where we chose our top 10 Premier League midfielders of all time, right? 
I want to get your perspective on this, okay? I want to get your perspective on it. Because because everybody in this office had a differing order, all right? So the top four, the top four were Kevin De Bruyne, Stephen Gerrard, Frank Lampard, and Paul Scholes. So give me your fourth to first on what on what you would perceive That's as outrageous. the best Premier League midfielders of all time. Like I said, we're all wow. we, we couldn't agree Bring on anything. Stats, we could not agree physicality, on everything. Well, no, no, whatever. Whoever you think was the best out of them four or is the best. How would George say our order? No, I want him to say okay. his order and then we'll see where it lies with what we sort of okay. agreed on. Well, didn't agree on. Right. Uh, fourth's easy just because I grew up a Tottenham fan and I played for Arsenal. So I'm gonna put Frank fourth. Frank Lampard? Fourth. Okay, yeah. I um, did we put him third? Just because of the Chelsea I, connection. Yeah, I wanted to put him fourth, but Tuesday was crying. Tuesday was literally crying because <laughs> I said I want to put him fourth, so we made him. We put him third in the end. I'm going to upset some people here, but technical ability I know is the best and probably has the best passing range. I'm going to put Scalzi third. Third. Okay. okay. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I'm not. Yeah. I understand it. This is and going then, where I want it to go. I'm going to put. Oh, this is a tough one. They've both got physicality, passing range, goals. Set pick. Oh wow! I'm going to put De Bruyne second. De Bruyne Gerard second. First. Oh, that will make so, you happy. That so one. yesterday, my my thing was we're all agreed Gerard's number one, right? He, no. ended, he ended up number four. No way. Gerard yeah. ended up number four. I was raging. De Bruyne was my number two as well. By the way, I liked. I had De Bruyne. In, in He's just got two. everything. Yeah, everything. Yeah. Gerard fourth. Hey, tell you, mate. Hey, this is this is the beauty of it, right? This is the whole point of football, right? He and this is why Liverpool is, on his own. This is why years. this is why Colin inches are filled every single day with something new because everybody has got an opinion and will always have an opinion. That is the beauty of it. This podcast is going to go the the ten midfielders one is going to cause a lot of debate and vitri- yes. yeah. vitriol in the I can comments. imagine the clickbait on that is filthy, a absolutely <laughs> filthy. But there you go. Then another differing opinion. There we go. That's yep. the whole point. I like of it. it right? I like it. Right. So let's just stick with Arsenal for a minute. Um, so you. You were just after the Invincibles? So my first year YTS was the Invincibles wow. season. So I thought football was a breeze. Yeah. Like I used to yeah. obviously go we to every again. game and didn't know any different. So that was like, it was a joke. Obviously, uh, I think we're going to mention Stacky as well, but Stacky was hanging on the coattails of that year and it was just a joke. Like, it was so enjoyable because I would get to like flicker between like every now and then just go and do their shooting drills. And he was like, didn't save a thing, by yeah, the way. Goals, it was just goals, a goals, joke. Goals. Like getting to train with like Dennis Burkamp and him hit the first person I've ever seen hit a wobbler and like it's scaring the life out of me, yeah. like being petrified. But yeah, like my first introduction to football was a, like it couldn't have been more mental. So what are you thinking at that age when you're a team like Arsenal? Are you thinking, geez, I'm going to struggle to get in this team? hundred percent. I knew from day one. I tried to leave before my YTS because I knew it was just impossible. There's like, no route through I, there. And I had idols like Stuart Taylor, Graham Stack, and like Dave Seaman. Yeah, they were yeah. like the English. And I was, like, was Richard Wright there when you? Was he before? He you? was before I went full yeah, time. Okay, but yeah. yeah. So like I'd looked up to like I knew Stacky and Stuart Taylor were struggling to get in the team. I was like, oh, I better try and get out of here. Anyway, it didn't like materialise, and I'd, I had had like a few clubs that wanted me, but Arsenal wouldn't let me go. And uh, yeah, I just knew that like just learn as much as I can and gain as much experience and just enjoy it because I'm never going to be here for that long. I yeah. knew that from that that like from day one, and it was class, mate. Like, the best university in the world yeah, to study without at. Without doubt, yeah. The players in that squad is it's just an embarrassment. Oh, that team, that era, that's so, like proper Premier League yeah, pomp era. At that, that age, age, isn't it? Yeah. So I've got a player I want to ask you about. So he was obviously on the bench we mentioned earlier on. At that age that he was at, how good was Robin van Persie then? 
his first ever day, his publicity day, I had to go out and do a shooting drill that day just for him. And Sky Sports and every all those camera crews were there. I must have looked like an absolute whopper. I'm like <laughs> flying around, not making any saves, and he's just banging him in from everywhere. His technical ability while he played the piano while he ran, it was a yeah. like, it was a joke. Yeah, right? his running technique that, was like yeah. Weird, yeah, it was. and he could just literally put it in any corner he wanted like his whip was a joke he was but i don't think people realize how strong and quick he yeah. was as well in the oh, air yeah. as well mate, and I his head yeah. is strong weren't he yeah, mate, it was a joke his finishing was a shambles he used to he scored a couple past me van persie did to be fair <sighs> dennis bergkamp yeah again nothing was a fluke everything he did was on purpose he he had everything a bit of vision this goal against Newcastle United 100% meant it beautiful 100% meant that goal. oh he's moved before he's, he's even yeah. took the first flick and like he would do stuff like that all the time in training and it was effortless he just glided through games was it a true story about that he never got on a flight never flew yeah so never pre-season in Champions League he would be on the coach with the kit man like two or three days before yeah. waiting at like wherever we were going if we went to like Belgium for pre-season and stuff like that. He'd already be there. Yeah. He'd have already got the coach there. Mate, I'm, I'm half with him on some of that because sometimes, you know, when you play a game, like we fly in there, cool, I understand you have to get it. But after the game, right, I'm thinking, if it's a bad weather one, we played Burnley a couple of years ago, right? And it was, it was like nothing I've ever seen before. <laughs> Honestly, the wind was r- ridiculous. No, like, no, we were no, no. It was it telly. Was it was Roy Hodgson. <laughs> it, it was the worst game you've ever seen in your life, right? There was one point where they took a shot, right, and it hit the top of the crossbar, and it was spooned up in the air. It went behind the goal, right. So I just kind of like, I was just like, all right, I'll just sort of give it a give it the attention of sort of like watching it. It came back in, <laughs> hit the top of the crossbar, and spun down in front of me. I'm thinking this is ridiculous. Oh. This is, it was scary. But anyway, after the game, I'm thinking I'm not getting on that plane home. There is no way on this earth I'm getting on that plane home. I'm getting an Uber, mate. I'll get an Uber back down to London. You, you got on the plane, didn't you? Yeah, I got on the plane. From Burnley. Yeah, I'm not getting on that plane. I got on the plane. I got on the plane, yeah. yeah. I did get on the plane, yeah. The weather calmed down, actually, to be fair. But it was horrific. But I'm playing the game, and I'm genuinely thinking, I don't want to get on this plane tonight. I am shitting myself here. There's no way I'm getting on this plane. Talk about the wind in football. Oh, people don't get it, do they, As mate? As a goalie, right, it's the worst Don't condition. get it. You could put me in, like, 50-degree heat, like, or you could put me in the most torrential Even downpour. rain. Rain's fine. As soon as there's that element of wind, you're oh. like, this is just set up for us to look like Without absolute wallies. It's it. horrible. And you can't you can't gauge it on the telly. You can't sense it. You can't really hear it. Do opposition teams play the wind as much as they should? They do lower down, I'll tell you yeah. that. Do that, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They will make a point of going, right, the wind's blowing this way, lads, this half, so we need to give it a good go, get the ball up there, all that kind of stuff. And then second half, it'll be, it's going to hold up in the wind. And even though they're stadiums and you'd think there's no wind's going to get in there, mate. Even down to like the way everywhere. they won't let you pass out. They're like, let him kick it because it's yeah. only going to go 30 exactly, yards up in yeah. the air. When so they push up. Push up. The, so their defence will play dead high knowing you ain't kicking it far. And then you're trying it like the low zinger to try and cut through the wind, mate. You just duck, cook it, Go goes out of play. Time so fans are going, oh, you can't kick. Yeah, yeah. I know. Like, yeah, you try, dickhead, would yeah. you? If you've got the wind, mate, the ball travel. It is like what you'd expect. It travels so much faster. A 30-yard shot's like a 15-yard oh, shot. It's just downwind. Absolute right. bullet. But then if they're shooting into the wind, that's what makes it move more. Like it can like proper have a little knuckle on it and it's up and down. Breaker, and stuff. Yeah. Finger breakers. Oh, brutal. And um, what about Stacky then? So you know Stack, you both know Stacky. Yeah. Was he as wild as they say? Worse, probably back then. <laughs> yeah, I've got some terrible off-air stories I can tell you. But honestly, he was four years older than me, and I grew up watching him. And he was so good with his feet. He was like the the first one that I ever remember as goalies played yeah. out and could play out. So then, like 
he would train outfield for like the youth team and the reserves and he'd just blend in. He was yeah, so lovely, good, wasn't he? Yeah. But he was just wild, man. He was, there was no control in Stacky. But that whole age group he had of his youth team that won the youth cup, they were all just wild. Yeah. And I think that that whole environment made them unbelievable to play together, but on their own, mental. That's the thing about like football mentality of a footballer yeah it is it's 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 the most important thing isn't it yeah. especially for longevity right and to like I, I say it all the time but the manager what the manager wants to do is is pick 11 reliable players yeah you might even actually you know what he might even pick nine eight or nine reliable players and then have two or three rogues yeah? mavericks yeah, yeah mavericks who you know can just go and do a bit and win a game for you right they're the guys who will unfortunately get paid the big bucks but then might not be like the the team player that you want them to be but you do need eight or nine absolute stalwarts reliable give me a seven out of ten again please thank you very much and when you have these kind of like Luke, loose cannons and I ain't calling Stacky loose cannons as he is loose yeah, cannons he is, yeah. but I love him to bits he's so lovable right he is he's one of those lovable rogues kind of thing but it is that's the difference sometimes I think for longevity in football especially you've got to have a real calm steady head on your shoulders haven't you yeah but so in a dressing room I can imagine like managers Either loved you proper marmite stacky yeah, yeah, in it, and yeah. so some managers would go. I love what he does in the dressing room, yeah, and how energy, wild he yeah, is, and he yeah. brings like fun to the group, and he drives standards because he's he's ripped. Oh, up. in he's fairness, he, talking about being professional, like that guy, like Stacky is about as professional as you'll get. He is an animal, mate. He'll train for anything. He'll give you anything. He will work harder than anybody else in the room, but he just gets a bit carried away sometimes. And I can imagine some managers just not enjoying that bit yeah, when he gets true. carried away because he's so loud, he's so <laughs> fun, and he. He's just a dominating man. Yeah, is, yeah. I don't think he means to be. I got another one who loves talking. Like the same as you, he will he will chew your ear off by out talking. He is an alpha male. He alpha is, yeah. male, isn't yeah. he? He alpha is an male. alpha male. Quite, yeah, he's just off his he's off his nut, mate. He's, he's wicked. Man. I love him guy. to bits. He's such a lovely bloke. He is, and lovely. then I want to talk about um, Chef You. So when you went to Chef You, you have played a lot of minutes without conceding a goal, mate. Uh, quickly before we get into this, right? Is would you say Sheffield United is when you look back on your career, right? Even now, would you who would you say was your your team? Yeah, I've travelled around loads so yeah. that's a hard one yeah, I spent the longest time there and I absolutely loved it uh, and racked up like quite a few games and a few clean sheets but I don't think I've a, I have a club really? that I'd go that is my club because I've had so many good moments at different clubs even this year like Wrexham getting promoted Bolton promotion you always remember the promotion seasons but I've had a few years like in dog fights and I've absolutely thrived yeah, off them as well them, yeah, so yeah. like it's hard to say because the dogfights, the dressing rooms are class yeah, because you've just that. got to stick together and it's like animal and it. you like yeah. can't get you beat You know you did something. Yeah. yeah. But then like the promotion ones, you'd like so much more fun. So yeah, Sheffield United was lit. What a club, by the way. The fan bases are just incredible. So like, talk- we were getting 26,000 fans in League One at home. Like, Mate, that's I, mad, I, isn't uh, it? Sheffield United is a lovely stadium, proper old school stadium, yeah. isn't it? It yeah. probably needs a little bit of a revamp yeah. and whatever, but it's still one of those old school stadiums. A bit like Sheffield Wednesday as well. Do you know what oh. I mean? Like old Leeds lovely isn't yeah, it Hillsborough, um, yeah, but yeah. talk to me then about this um, how many clean sheets in a row did you keep uh, just eight. Oh, okay then <laughs> eight. eight eight in a row yes we had we had a really good run I only got back into the team during a cup run so we played Fulham away in uh, FA Cup and so I got back into the team after missing the start of the season and uh, yeah got in the team kept a clean sheet and then we played the next game in the league And who was the other goalie uh, George Long, who's yeah, a Milwaukee yeah, now, yeah, yeah. really good goalie yeah. by the way, physical specimen, yeah, well. can yeah, jump yeah. through, Mate, jump his, over the crossbar. His forearms, his arms are massive uh, his as well. Forearms are a joke. Yeah. yeah, so like he could, oh, he's so physically strong. So I got back in the team then, and then so luckily enough, I did all right in a cup game. 
but stayed in the league, kept a clean sheet and kept a clean sheet again. And then after like four games, she was like, I don't know when I will concede. And it literally went like that. And I was like, it will come to an end. We all knew it would. But I had such good defenders in front of me. Harry Maguire was in front of me. And was uh, he? Neil Collins wow. used to be at yeah, Leeds. Yeah, yeah. Centre-half like, proper would put his, his face in the in the ball Lucky. to block it. Some class like, players in front of us. And then it was always going to be the worst goal that beat you. And it was a cross. Oh. You know, like as a winger dribbles down the line, it's yeah. for Wolves. Uh, and he like drills like a cross shot across yeah, the back yeah. post and that near post runner does you I've spread for the first and, it's and just left back. it and it's just like hit the post and gone in I was like oh my god that's what's undone me on the ninth game weasels still a club record though eight in a row is not too bad is damn it? right Absolutely. as well what's the Premier League record I think Van der Sar Van der Sar 14 30, yeah 13 what? 14 wasn't it? Yeah. yeah 14 Premier League games in a row in a row that we're talking Village and Ferdinand third, more than a third of a season yeah. in in a Village row. and Ferdinand in their pomp and they were just blocking everything absolutely that's everything it was phenomenal yeah. it was uh, that, it was around the same time so I was like eight in a row is incredible I was like Ah, 14, yeah. yeah nice. Cheers, Edward. Cheers. And nice um, one, to be mate. fair, if anyone's going to do it, my idol, mate, what yeah, a keeper. What a, is he your idol, is yeah, he? Yeah, mate. Everything about him, he I had everything. This. He had every tool that you'd ever want a goalkeeper to have. It. Both feet came for crosses, made everything look easy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He wouldn't die for shots that went wide. Yeah, true he was that. like, why am I wasting energy? <laughs> like, I'm not giving the strikers encouragement thinking they had that, like, that rang me close. He was so, mate, so good, in, mate. in training, he wouldn't even bother catching it, mate. Well, Honestly, not. he would just pat it down yeah, and just like, then just grab it in again. And he would just do about 10 of them and go, oh, that'll do for the day. Mate, and he'll walk in and everyone would go, yeah, cool. Mate, that's, that's fine. The levels, see, like you say that Dave Seaman would come out to training, he'd put a brand new pair of gloves on. And if he caught the 10 volleys, he'd like just take his gloves off and go, like say Bob Wilson, he'd go, Bob, I can't do anymore. And he'd just walk in. <laughs> like, and then like halfway across, he'd be like, I'm off fishing, see you later. Yeah. Are you just like, oh my God, if I ever get to that point. That's unbelievable, <laughs> isn't it? How much does Dave Seaman love fishing? Oh, incredible. I thought like I'd have a good chat with him about golf and that. It just ah. everything led back to fishing. He was like straight away couldn't wait to tell you about like his last catch or <laughs> the biggest fish he'd ever caught. He can't wait, mate. Do you remember it. when he came to our office? The first thing out of his mouth. He walked into our office, the old office down the bottom of Leamington, and he walked in and went, there's a lovely river there for yeah. some fishing, you know. I might have to come back here. <laughs> nice to meet you. <laughs> Every story just goes back to that. Oh, that training ground. Oh, there's a lovely lake across the road, isn't there? When I was at um, Soccer Head with him last week, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who else was there? You haven't told me the Stormzy bit yet. Uh, Stormzy, J-Mo, you know, we do. Um, Tom Hiddleston. Um, yeah, anyway, he was t- he was literally showing me his, um, his garden. Like, he's got literally got a river running through his garden. All right, it looks beautiful, mate. He just like, he was telling me about next week he's going to go fishing with his dad it's start the fishing season what a guy though what a bloody, lovely. bloody lovely guy that's lovely you mentioned earlier on Matt about you've obviously kind of moved about um, a, a fair amount how how does that land at home like how have you dealt with that over the years um, probably it's easier to get older because you just settle more because you're the kids if they're in school you just don't move then as a footballer but I used to hate driving. I used to hate traveling. I would always try and buy a house or rent a house as close as the training ground because I wanted to spend more time there because I overthought about football and like I'd get in first and I'd leave last. And then when kids come along, you're like, no, that's not actually what football was about. I should go in and spend more time doing exactly the right things instead of just being there. So then, like obviously, like I said, like kids coming along, once they're in school, you you just got to give up your life yeah, and yeah. just commute. So. Yeah, the last three years I've done Wrexham. Well, last year, Wrexham back every day. I did Carlisle and back every day from Preston. And the year before, I did Scunthorpe and back through did COVID every day. Scunthorpe? Every oh, day. 
Mate. From the northwest, two and a half hours each way. That's a slap, isn't it? I did it every. But hotels were close. How so many like, footballers oh, do this, were, by yeah. the way? How many footballers? Commute? An awful lot. Yeah. And like, I don't. I couldn't afford a driver. I'm telling you that now. So like, I'd pick up my mate Jem uh, Carrican in Worsley, and we'd just like do it together. And like, he hadn't signed for the first few months. I was going to the manager, mate. I've got, I've got perfect signing for us. He'll do a great <laughs> job yeah. for us. I was like, yeah. Car school buddy. Yes, Damn got him right in as well. Yeah. Damn right. Have you got a car school buddy at uh, Wrexham? Yeah, Owen. Uh, I pick up Owen on the way now. He's very um, avoidant of buying coffees, mate. Mate, tight. He can't be a tight one. He's no. Irish. He says that he's not, but it seems to be me that always gets like the coffee and cake after training. He buys the coffees in the morning. Mate, to be fair, I've been in the car with you a few times and I don't think I've put my hand in the pocket. No, either. I don't think you have. Mate. No, you yeah. And I've drove well. everywhere as well. Every time we go to an away game. I drove to his podcast today, all right? Oh, God. And I'll drive us to golf in a bit as well, oh, all right? Cheers, mate. Thanks for that. It's a <laughs> That's good close of you. one, is it? For good you? of you, Ben. <laughs> right, I want to talk about the podcast. Talk to me about the uh, Yours Mine Away podcast. I've been on it. Um, it is I love it because it's goalies and I think do you know what I think the beauty of your podcast is right I think you would be able to get any goalkeeper in the world to come on your podcast because it is so it's just so geeky goalie and goalies can talk goalie can't they we're so used to being in a goalie environment of just like patting off against each other and having a bit of banter and I think that there's in England we don't celebrate a goalkeeper so that was the whole thing about me uh, bringing the goalkeeping podcast out is that we don't celebrate a goalkeeper enough and I found that in America when we went for uh, the off-season trip to that TST tournament they love goalies yeah. it's like a whole different being so that they celebrate everything a goalie does and I was like this is weird imagine that like it would be class wouldn't it but so yeah the goalkeeping podcast uh, the Yours Mind Away podcast I literally started it on my own uh, with a production company just to highlight what we do and all our journeys are so different yeah. and we all do different quirks and different things behind the scenes that make us what we are and when no player is the same, no goalkeeper is ever the same, yeah. you can model yourself off someone else but you, you'll do things slightly different because your physique don't match that and we're all so different, mate, but we've got so much to talk about. Yeah, well, you have anyway, yeah. I know that for sure. But like, we're geeky, like no one understands like, the goalie gov chat, no. apart from goalies. And the interaction I've had from professional goalkeepers that have listened to it and went, I've changed my glove size because I listened to this. So like, I had a, a goalkeeper at uh, Gillingham, Jake Turner, and went, I've changed down a glove size because of what Aaron Ramsdale said about his gloves. And I was like, oh well, my God. Because he likes them tight. Because he likes them tight. He like, Aaron Ramsdale said that he likes them tighter because he hates this, like the bit where they yeah, gather. Yeah, bunches up a bit. So Jake went, oh, I phoned up the glove company and I was like, can I try a glove size smaller? And now he wears a glove size smaller. And I was like, oh my God, that I'm getting that, that interaction off other professional goalies that are learning about more about gloves and that I'm helping bring that. That's nice, man. So I was like, oh, that's a massive yeah, like, compliment, massive. a pat on the back. I was like, that's why I'm doing it. That's like, if I can help one person out there. Mate, but that, that's, just, that's just one little part of it. Like, just, I guarantee you've helped so many goalies out there by other goalies telling them their experiences. And like I say, like, even the goalie chat we had earlier about you'll feel nervous in games and you'll doubt yourself in games. Like, I, I, I think it's not talked about enough, honestly, but every single goalie, I don't care. Edison on a Saturday afternoon, yeah, will sometimes be thinking, shit, don't make a mistake today. Yeah. But he'll be in his own little world for that 90 minutes and goalkeepers generally work well on their own anyway. Yeah. Like, we like going to the gym on our own. You love cycling. Yeah. I love long distance running, weirdly. Like, I love my own headspace. I think you'll find that all goalkeepers can play golf on their own and be happy doing it. Where you say that to an outfielder and they are like, no, I can't do that. Like, I need someone to bat off. 
Yeah, they do. They need um, reassurance. Like, yeah, and like, they're like a dog. Yeah, they they're are, like they're... dogs, aren't they? They need somebody constantly fussing them. Or we're, do you know what I mean? Goalies are just we are uh, we are different, but that's why outfielders call us crazy or stupid because they just don't understand our world. We're the good ones, mate. I, I, I've heard this for a couple of years, Ben saying, "Goalies, we're the normal ones. We're the normal ones." I'm not so sure, you know. I mean, Honestly? you Whoa. guys, you guys are a different breed. I'll give you that. Last, I went to pick him up the other day. He was sat on his bedroom floor cutting his own hair. Yeah, like, what's not wrong with that? Is it? <laughs> what with a knife and fork? Is yeah. it? <laughs> <laughs> I don't it's know. Good, I'm not. Good, I think I've been like brainwashed this last couple of years of going. Now nah, with the normal ones, I'm going. Yeah, and then I see you like guys like skulking around the backwaters on your own, doing what you're doing. I go. Not so sure about this, lad. I would say that goalkeepers are the biggest thinkers in a dressing room. So we're normally a bit more intelligent and we've got the most common sense. You sound literally just like him. (laughs) We have, though. We have got more common sense because we see the game from a different perspective. So like how a manager sees a game, we're the same. We just see it from a different angle. So we think about more. Even in a game, we're going, how can we make our job easier? And a manager does that on the sideline. How can I get my team to do what we want? We're just going, well, we can sit from this angle and I need him to do that. So we think a lot more than outfielders that just run around and chase a ball of air. About the podcast quickly again, um, <laughs> talk to me about some of the, your best guests that you've had on so far because you've had some big names on already, haven't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. Oh, you have. Like I've said to you off air before loads of times, but like what you've managed to do for footballers and give us a voice and let us create our own platforms and the media, it's been like... You're one of the the main inspirations that I managed to start my own podcast. So credit to you, oh, mate. Cheers, thank you mate. for that, thank mate. Thank you, pal. Uh, but yeah, obviously having you on, David Seaman, oh. Aaron Ramsdale. I've had like, David Raya. David Raya on recently. But even having uh, Selzy on, uh, the glove uh, provider, I've had down to... I love hearing the, like all the stories from like non-league keepers. Having like Big G on. Yeah. The SE Don's goalie. And his story's just mental. But honestly, I love hearing about people that have changed their life or their perspective and like Lawrence Vigoru was another one he yeah. was like a problem goalkeeper and like managers hated him and he said that uh, he spoke to Richard Lee who told him look this is the new career path that you're on you change your mindset you do things properly and then he's now being linked with t- that Burnley yeah so like it just shows you like the different steps that we all take along the ladder to yeah. get to where we need to go yeah I love it do you, know I think you need to do is set up like a goalkeeping convention we all oh, come together. Maze. Gold gloves like a geek fest. Oh, once a year. word as well. It'll be How incredible. How could that be? Oh, it'd be incredible, that mate. Way. I think this, this is a thing for me. For God, like, I've seen so many goalies through the years Like where I'm thinking, oh, you've got all the ability in the world. You've got absolutely everything, but there's just something not missing. There's something There's something missing. And then on, on the other hand, I've seen other goalies where I think, well, hey, you ain't got much of anything here. You're going to struggle. And then three or four years down the line, they're playing in the Premier League. They're playing in the Championship. They're making a career for themselves. And it's like, I don't know how you're supposed to call it sometimes. Do you know what I mean? Like, you can release a goalie at 18 years old and a couple of years later, they have a growth spurt. Their brain just makes sense to them. Their body makes sense to them. And they can go and do it. I think that's the beauty of goalkeeping as well. 100%. Aaron Ramsdale was the biggest example because I got to work with him as a kid when he was at Sheffield United. And he had just got released off Bolton at the time. So he came in at 16 years old and he was like the spotty, knobbly knee kid that trained with us. Just gangly, just, yeah. And honestly, you could see then that his desire to improve was just incredible. He'd go and train as an outfielder with the youth team at night. So he'd drop down to like the under-15s and play outfield for them during the week just to improve his feet. And like the steps that he was taking then, he was like, oh my God, he could turn into something. 
And then obviously physically, he then started to fill into his yeah, body. Yeah, like yeah. I had left by this point. And then I remember playing against him. I think he was at Wimbledon. So, wow. Well, you've grown up. You're a man. That's what I mean. But he's got that inbuilt in him. Yeah. He's got that inbuilt in him to want to go and improve, to actually, like, off his own back. Sometimes, like, you can, it's like you say, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make the thing drink. Mm. You know what I mean? A lot of footballers are saying, we were talking about it earlier with retired footballers, yeah? There has to be more things done for retired footballers. But at the end of the day, you have to go and do it for yourself. Mm. You have to have a bit of, like, go on, oomph. A bit of like, I want to go and get this, or I want to go and do that. And it's that's uh, for it's me. It's the same I think, in every walk of life. For like, sure. Yeah. It's the same go in every walk of life. You've got to be a go getter. Yeah. Well, that's what part of my podcast was about. It was like highlighting goalkeepers that have had troubled times or been released. Or, um, I mean, goalies get more death threats than you'd ever know. But like, mm. we all deal with it and we shoulder it. Yeah. Like, you have so much stick as a goalkeeper because we're anti football. We don't want people to score goals. Spoilers. People turn up we're the spoilers. To, to watch goals being scored. So, we we deal with a lot of shit, but we then come through it and shoulder that responsibility in a full dressing room. Yeah. And we just crack on. And that's what my podcast was mainly about, is to say, like, we we can deal with all of this and this is how we get through it to get to where we are. I love it, mate. We'll, we'll, we'll link it down below because it's, it's a cracking watch. It, it is, is a cracking watch. I watch it mate. on YouTube, but it's available Just Don't across. listen to it while driving. Some people fall asleep. Yeah, I'd go, I'd go as far <laughs> to say he's probably the second best podcast host in this room right now is what he is. Okay. Half you, uh, Yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, Mark, listen, we are playing golf this afternoon. So... Um, that's all we've got time for because I've enjoyed myself. But genuinely, I really want to just go and play golf yeah, now. Yeah, I want okay? to play golf, mate. Um, I was going to add a couple more bits in, but it's golf. It's that, definitely that golf sailed, time, doesn't it? And do you know what? We got up this morning and the first thing I did was, I didn't care about the podcast, I won't lie to you. I was just looking at the weather, all right? I was right. looking at the weather and I was thinking, the sun better start coming out here, all right? Because I want to play some short golf today, all right? Absolutely. We need to We need to come back on, if that's okay. Of course. Maybe on the football fill-in. It'd be yes. lo- lovely oh, to have we'll you as a guest. Nice. Yeah. There you go, mate. Get the yeah. goal kit. Oh, how about that for an episode? You, Watto and Mark. Oh, oh goalie, goalie geekery, fest. goalie the the football filling goalie edition. Oh. Just smelling latex and stuff. We were talking about stuff like this earlier on, but it'd be good to do like goalie reviews at the start of the season. Like, everyone doubt. does like oh their dream team of the season. We could do like goalie stuff. Yeah, I just think he's going to do. What do you think he's going to play? <laughs> Carry on, yeah. mate. Absolutely world class, Mark Howard. Thank uh, you, Mark. Yours, mine away. Podcast links in the description down below. Up the Fozcast. Up the Fozcast. Up the Fozcast. Go on, boys. <laughs> well done. Well done. Cheers, Brilliant. Thanks. Thanks everybody for watching. We hope you enjoyed the latest episode of the Fozcast. Don't forget to give us a follow on Spotify. Up the Fozcasts.